Hey, this is Dr. Doug. I'm one of the co-founders at Atlas MD here with uh, Dr. Josh, uh, one of the other co-founders. Hi. Uh, we're going to start doing some podcasts because we want to uh, share a lot of the answers to questions that are coming in uh, almost daily now from physicians across the country on how they can transition into their direct primary care practice. Um, we definitely see that there's a need. A lot of questions. A lot of physicians are concerned uh, about this new model of care because they're so used to the status quo. And anything we can do to get those common answers out and available, uh, we're happy to do. This week, uh, just as an update, some pretty interesting news. A physician in Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, just transitioned into a direct primary care. Uh, got a lot of news and has been. Uh, very successful that and has been very well received. Uh, we always like to see other physicians doing this, making press, uh, and furthering the model and the idea that this is not only a viable option, but really what needs to happen. Yeah, I, th I think a lot of doctors are a little worried when they start to make the transition that patients won't be happy with this or they'll be confused. And so the, the more examples we can point to of patients being overwhelmingly uh, positive about this change, uh, the more comfortable doctors will get. Uh, furthermore, in Michigan, we were invited to come out to speak uh, in front of a congressional hearing because even at the state level, uh, representatives are seeing that this is a very viable option for saving patients on their medicines, their labs, uh, encouraging family physicians to stay in practice, and all uh, together providing more cost-effective care. So that was uh, very beneficial. More on the home front, uh, actually today, due to some scheduling uh, slash babysitter issues, we do not have a nurse actually today. So it's just us three physicians running our practice. Uh, a lot of physicians might uh, uh, scare easily at the fact of, uh, or, or the chance that they walk into their office and there is no staff. But uh, in this model, it's just, it's very easy to do that. Uh, we're a very lean, efficient uh, type practice. It's a low volume per physician. So it's very easy to do uh, occasionally uh, because we all answer phones, we all help count medicines, we all room patients. And in a busy day for us is four or five patients anyway. So it's a very flexible schedule I think most physicians would be happy with. And our patients know us well enough that we will bend over backwards to help them so they understand if we have an issue here at the clinic, such as a scheduling issue, babysitter with our nurse. They're very understandable. Uh, sometimes you get this animosity almost from patients towards a physician's office due to the phone tree, having to call in, never being able to talk to the doctor. So for us, again, running without a nurse, our patients uh, work with us very well. They know again. how hard we work for them, so they're most of the time they don't even wait in the waiting room. So the occasional time where they have to sit and drink their coffee, uh, it's, it's not so bad. Uh, but uh, also we've had a lot of a uh, lot more traffic this week on our website IWantDirectCare.com. Uh, that's our way of uh, proving the, the need that patients are positive about this, that doctors are ready to transition to this. So we encourage people to uh, register at that website to quite literally put their pin on the map and, and show their support. So a lot of times we get questions from physicians and patients alike. So one of the things that we would like to do is answer some of those questions in these podcasts to try to help facilitate uh, that, that change of mentality from what's, uh, what everyone is used to to what we're doing. So um, one of the biggest questions from physicians is, uh, 
capital, startup capital especially. So if you're transitioning over from a current practice, we get those questions and we can address that uh, some other time. But uh, for those physicians who are new to, new to medicine, uh, have a, a young practice, or especially those that may be listening that are interested in going into medicine, maybe pre-medical, or if you're already in med school and you've dismissed primary care or family medicine as an option, uh, we want to talk about that a little bit. So the startup capital, when you're looking at designing an office for direct primary care, it's much less, obviously, because you're not having to design the, the excesses that we're used to running 30, 40, 50 patients per doctor per day through a clinic. So we designed our clinic uh, to be expandable, but essentially there's one room per physician. Initially there was uh, two of us, really. Uh, now there's a third physician. We have three exam rooms. Uh, and uh, we have a room with our bone density machine and then, of course, obviously a break room. But uh, do not need the excess uh, room, three rooms per doctor sort of a thing. So the initial startup capital is considerably less than so what you would expect. if you're graduating residency or moving to a new area and you want to start a practice, because of the, the carryover from the old terminology, concierge medicine, to the new terminology, direct primary care, I think a lot of people have a misconception that their office has to be overly grand and expensive. Uh, and I think in reality, uh, physicians could uh, remodel a loft above a coffee shop and have a, a fine practice that way. They could uh, remodel space on the side of their home to have a home-based practice. I th so I think the options here are quite limitless uh, and just is an individual personal discussion that we're happy to help with to help doctors decide what uh, format is best for them and what they can afford. And the other question really is staffing. You know, how, how do I set up my clinic for this? And the biggest component of that really is the fact that, and, and we'll be talking about it more and releasing it soon, but we've designed software to help you run your clinic without the need of extra staff. So essentially, one physician and one nurse is more than enough to run an office with one physician. We've actually run our office quite well uh, with almost 1,200 patients, three physicians, and still one nurse. So that's easily doable. All of the billing, all of the background back office things you would normally have to pay staff for is done through the software. So that's a big key component. Well, also just the model's more uh, cost effective. You don't need employees who are calling insurance companies and billers and coders and extra receptionists and uh, extra staff to help you run this hamster wheel 50 people a day type practice. So when billing is just done automatically, uh, invoices are sent out automatically, credit cards are billed automatically, etc. cetera, uh, now the primary tasks you have are just the clinical tasks. Uh, so the business of running the business is minimized by the efficiency of the software. So imagine that you actually get to take better care of fewer patients and enjoy being a physician. It's pretty much what you thought uh, medicine was going to be, and it turns out that's actually what it is. You didn't go to med school to fill out insurance forms. You went to med school to care for patients, and that's what this model helps us get back to. And as patients, for those patients out there listening, uh, you want your physician paying attention to you, not to uh, the insurance playbook. So that's what we've uh, really allowed. So we'll be addressing more questions as time goes on, but that's uh, th those are a couple big ones from physicians uh, that we wanted to get out there first. But feel free to email us with your questions at hello 
at atlas.md. And again, that's hello at atlas.md. We are just passionate about helping doctors make this transition. So we're more than uh, happy to do the free consulting, answer your questions, do whatever is necessary to help you make the leap in this transition to uh, direct primary care. So we look forward to hearing from you. Please uh, ask uh, as many uh, questions and as often as you'd like. Uh, again, we are very passionate about this and uh, we would like to see this change on a national scale and, and we're starting to see it now.